What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Hey, uh, first one back from deployment. Uh, I'm excited to to be kind of refocused on this and, and get some new stuff out. Um, luckily, I had something pre-recorded that I didn't have time to put out, the setting the standard one, um, so that I didn't have to wait too long. Um, so I know it's been a while because we were extremely busy before I left, but now I'm back and uh, I'm psyched to uh, get some stuff moving. So we're um, working on a couple of different things. Uh, one thing that I'm working on that I've been talking about for a while is t-shirt design uh, so that I can start giving some stuff away, uh, potentially start like an online store. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how, what I'm going to do with this thing, this uh, concept and where it's headed and stuff. And uh, as I get closer and closer to retirement, I look at it as potentially a, uh, a thing for me to I don't know, continue to do and, and continue to grow and uh, kind of expand it out into different avenues, uh, get a lot more active on things like YouTube and uh, and turn it into uh, more of a business so where I can expand the influence and uh, the reach and do a lot of other cool things once I can devote uh, my time to it fully. Um, and so I'm just kind of brainstorming right now uh, as I as I kind of look towards that about a year from now, I'll be on, on shore duty again. And then I should be, uh, should be on my way to retiring about, uh, three years after that. So I'll have a lot more time to devote to while I'm on shore duty. And then, uh, and then that's it for me. Um, but, uh, I, anyway, I, I, I'm looking to expand it into some different areas. Uh, I've talked about an ebook before. That's something I want to do. Um, I'm looking at a Patreon, which, uh, you know, I, I'm working on, ideas for that which if you don't know what patreon is it's uh a way for creators especially a free content like this podcast to uh create revenue streams um and i'm not terribly concerned about this creating a revenue stream of any significance now i mean i, I work full-time obviously i make great money as, as a senior chief in the navy you can google probably exactly how much i make um, but you know, long term, I would I think this would be a really cool way to spend my retirement, uh, just doing leadership development stuff uh, for you all. I have this really grand plan in the back of my mind of creating some kind of a enlisted leadership development academy, either online or uh, in real life at a brick and mortar or both. Um, much like if you ever, I've talked about before the, uh, and I, I want to make sure I get this right. I think it's the enlisted leadership foundation I want to say I've talked about it previously uh, based out of San Diego a lot of uh, retired fleets and force mass chiefs uh, are involved in that and there's courses uh, where they do like an LPO Academy this thing called the foundry uh, and it's just a, a nonprofit that does enlisted leadership development stuff where you get no cost TAD orders if you're in the San Diego area and uh, and they train you up on things that uh, the Navy doesn't really offer anymore uh, we used to have mechanisms for that but um, not so much anymore. Uh, so yeah, so that's something that, uh, those are all things that I want to do. And Patreon is a way at, for free content developers to, uh, create an income stream. And, um, I'm just looking at it now where, uh, how I could use it and then what kind of content, uh, I would offer to the subscribers to Patreon. I would still do all the free content I do now. Um, but also like what exclusive content you could offer to people that were willing to support the podcast financially. Um, 
And so if you got any ideas for that, hit me up uh, or for anything at all. Obviously, if you have questions, comments, concerns, ideas for, for uh, podcasts, stuff like that, uh, hit us up at don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, Facebook message us or DM us on Instagram at do you guess podcast. That's us. Uh, and let us know what you think. If it's a good idea, if it's not a good idea, I don't know. I, I'm still learning about it. I don't know a ton about it. Read some articles uh, on how it could uh, it could be a good thing, and uh, I can tell you the lion's share of it will just get <laughs> reinvested into uh, my ability to uh, create better and and more content for you guys. Because um, right now, I mean, I, I just come out of pocket for everything I've got. Uh, I'm probably a couple thousand dollars into it now. Um, and you know, with no signs of stopping, because <laughs> I really enjoy doing this. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. And so, uh, besides just kind of the state of the union piece, uh, what I wanted to talk about, I just, I literally just walked up from the pier. I was talking to my cob, who's essentially a submarine CMC, uh, and another chief that I talked to yesterday. And he grabbed me. We were doing field day. Uh, pretty sure you guys call it the same thing in the surface community and other communities. We were cleaning the submarine, right? Um, and I was in the engine room and uh, ran across the electrician chief. And he's a young chief, good guy, wants to do everything the right way, um, you know, is still learning. And, and he knows it. And he asks a lot of questions and he seeks out leadership development. He's, I mean, great guy and, and will develop into an amazing chief. Um, and he stopped me to ask me some questions about awards. So we just got back from deployment. And much like most ships do, I'm sure, uh, in most communities, after the deployment, they, there's usually an award ceremony. Um, and I can tell you, uh, awards have changed since I, I joined the Navy. Um, in my first four and a half years in the Navy, I got one NAM. It was my end of tour award on the submarine, and I barely got it. Um, my chief had to like go to war with our XO to get it approved. Uh, and I'm a guy that got command advanced at my first command. Um, you know, I did I did some good things there. I was not lighting the world on fire. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very focused on being a very good good cook. Uh, at the time, I was an MS and then a CS. Um, but I was very focused on just, you know, being very good at my primary duty, and that was it. And I was. Um, but I, you know, I didn't do everything else that I should have been doing because uh, I didn't know any better at the time. Uh, not that that's an excuse, but, you know, I got a good chief at the end of my time there that kind of started to push me in the right directions. Uh, and then when I got to my first shore duty, as I've uh, spoken about previously, I had uh, one chief in particular that had a huge impact on me and is the reason I'm still around today. Um, but back to the awards piece. It was very different back then. We, you didn't get an award just for just for doing your job. Um, it was trending that direction at the time, but uh, it it didn't. There wasn't a buddy of mine called us at Namflation, right? Uh, where it the value of a Navy Achievement Medal has degraded over the years, and part of that was when they took the approval uh, of that award and pushed it down to the unit CO level. Um, when that happened, it, it, it became incredibly easy to award NAMs. It's easier to award a NAM than it is a flag letter, uh, even though we kind of in our minds think of a flag letter as, as less than uh, a Navy Achievement Medal. And in the order of precedence in the awards manual, that's where it sits, right? So um, it kind of degraded the value of it. And, and then the culture shifted as a result of that and as a result of other, other factors where um, there's a little bit of a 
sense of entitlement that's developed where people kind of expect awards. Um, and when we did the awards board, we literally sat in a meeting and we talked about when was the last time they got an award? Is it time for them to get another one? Which I vehemently disagree with. It disgusts me that that's how we look at awards. Is it time for them to get another one? Like, did they do anything? Like, is their performance merit an award? Because in my mind, I'm programmed to think that they're merit-based. And that's because that's how they're designed, really. But the culture shifted in a way that we look at it like, you know, are they due? Well, you... I, that could be a consideration, but a small one in that, you know, like you're not going to give give a guy a NAM once a week if they're doing stuff amazing every week. Right. There's going to be consideration given to when was their most recent award? You know, when when is their end of tour? Stuff like that. Like I, consideration given, but not the primary consideration. So uh, anyway, so that's the, the way the culture has shifted plays into the context of the conversation I had with this chief. Um, about the awards for his his division. Uh, so he had a list in his hand. He, he got it all from the awards database that was uh, populated after the awards board. And the awards board is department chiefs, department heads, and the XO. So that, this has already gone past the division chief level, division officer level. Um, and those inputs are already at this level now. And once they come out of that meeting, they're essentially approved. They just have to go to the CO for... for uh, blessing and then it's it we start writing awards so um he was confused because the inputs he provided had changed and basically what happened was there's one sailor in particular only one sailor in his division that was not getting an award which is not the inputs he he had provided and there were two sailors in his division that he submitted for awards and one of them got upgraded and both of those guys, not bad guys, but they had had a lot of issues with work performance to the point of um, damaging equipment and uh, work controls violations and log it taking issues, um, stuff like that. It's a pretty big deal um, that not there's no there was no malintent like that. These guys are not doing this to because they're you know, dirt bags. It's just, they're still learning. Uh, some of it's a personality thing, some motivation thing, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm being too nice. I don't know, but, um, they're good guys. Uh, they're trying hard. They just haven't gotten it yet. I, I think it's probably the best way to summarize it. So those two guys had awards submitted. One of them got upgraded from, uh, just a commanding officer's letter to flag letters. And then this one sailor who I can tell you he's an emotional guy uh, and it, it's made him a little unpopular uh, with his division, but he's a good dude, works hard. I have a lot of interactions with him because electricians fix my equipment. Pretty squared away guy. Uniform looks pretty good. I talked to him a lot about that. He's a very intelligent kid, asks a lot of questions, very receptive to my criticism 
and I say criticism in that, like, I, I mess with him about uh, his boots and his uniform sometimes. He has hands in his pockets sometimes, and I catch him do that. And he's good about it. He's receptive to it. Uh, very intelligent kid. He's asked me a lot of questions about why I care about things like that and why, it, you know, why is it important and not just because it's in the uniform regs or it's in a book somewhere, but why do I care about it? And we've had some long conversations about it. Um, and, and this young man is the guy that got left off the list, basically. And the chief is very concerned, not just based on this young man not getting an award, because, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not in a position to evaluate him on his daily work performance, but in general, I think he's a good guy. Uh, and there's probably potential that you can make a case for him deserving some level of an award. But I think there could be a case made for him not getting an award as well uh it it depends and again i I don't have all the data uh because i don't evaluate his work performance on a daily basis i'm not even qualified to evaluate this kid's work performance as an electrician but the two guys that were of concern that were on the list i can unequivocally tell you should not be receiving awards based on the work performance issues that led to the beginnings of disciplinary action and again, not because they're bad guys, but because their work performance did not merit an award. And that opinion is held by not just myself, but higher levels of the, of the command that they were scratching their heads about why these guys were submitted for awards. So when we discussed this, me and the, and the chief, he was concerned that guy not getting an award, he's an emotional guy, uh, very passionate about what he does, but he also reacts harshly to negative things like if his entire division got recognized with awards which is the current proposal including two guys that had disciplinary issues and he doesn't you can imagine i mean the effect that the negative effect that it's going to have on a kid on anybody but this this guy in particular uh based on how emotionally is uh, you're going to lose him he's going to shut down for a period of time if not altogether because it is unfair uh eat again eat not that he should get an award because everybody should get participation trophies but just based on the perception that he is less than you know or he's doing a worse job or performing at a lower level than two guys who had disciplinary issues based on their performance and this guy definitely didn't uh does a great job fixed a bunch of my equipment with zero issues stayed up late troubleshooting my equipment good watch sander like a great guy then the other concern is that those two guys, the disciplinary issue guys, were getting awards uh, when they clearly did not merit them. So there's a lot of issues that come into play here. So the first one, and I've kind of already alluded to it a little bit, is one, the the solid performer not receiving an award. So that could affect him negatively, could demotivate him a little bit because he probably thinks he deserves an award, especially in the culture that I discussed earlier, like this this idea that everybody gets an award after a deployment's over. Um, and that isn't, it's not his fault that that culture exists. It's not his fault that we've perpetuated that because we did that. We let that happen when the, the responsibility for these awards got delegated down and then we started giving too many of them. And then it turned into this thing where, Oh, is it time for them to get an award? Like who cares what time it is? Like, are they, do they merit an award? That's the first question. So there's that piece of it. And then there are the two disciplinary issue guys that are being submitted for awards at all, which I I think is probably a bigger concern because one, if they get awards and this guy doesn't, 
then I mean, that's a big problem. Also, we're validating their performance, which was negative, which we started the disciplinary process on them. And then we're going to give them an award for their the same performance. Like, that's insane. That doesn't make any sense. It's completely contrary to the corrective actions we were trying to implement to get these guys back on the right track. And we're not giving them award based on the five minutes that they might have corrected that performance. That I can tell you, too. They didn't turn it around drastically to the point that they merit any level of an award for that deployment. So it's not it's not us holding old stuff against them. It's no, they're not there yet. They didn't do anything that merits an award. So what are we doing? And then the last piece is there's a lot of really smart, high-performing guys in this division, all of which are about to watch this happen. They're about to watch a guy that pulls his weight, that's qualified everything he's supposed to, that does a good job on maintenance, that has a major command collateral duty and does a great job at that, not get an award, senior to these guys too. And I I think that plays a role sometimes. Again, like a small role. But the two guys, very junior guys, that are not all the way qualified, that are not pulling the same weight, not supporting the watch in the same way, and had these disciplinary issues related to their ability to stay in the watch as they are qualified and to do the maintenance that they were tasked with doing, are going to receive awards. That's going to negatively affect not just the guy that could potentially not get an award, but the rest of the division. Imagine how that affects their perception of their leadership. If this goes all the way through... Imagine how that's going to affect their perception of their chief, who's fighting against it right now, and who I had to have the conversation with where I was like, look, if this goes all the way through, even though you're fighting it, and you you voiced your opinion that, hey, this isn't the right thing to do, and these guys don't merit awards, and that you know either we need to shut those off, or we need to recognize this guy, or both then he has to own that. He doesn't get to go walk into that work center and say, yeah, I know this is bullshit, but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm sorry I tried, but these morons above me approved it. No, you don't. (laughs) That's not how this that's not how this works. You don't get to do that. You go in there and you own it. So now he has to correct that. He has to now go into his work center in that environment and buy back the trust of his guys that was lost based on us fumbling the awards process so the takeaway is a you're not entitled to an award i like i haven't gotten more than an end tour in years you don't need an award Uh, it's not you know does it affect promotion yeah sure a little bit but as leaders, our goal is for our charges to succeed, right? I, I, I succeed when they succeed. I succeed when you guys advance. I succeed when you guys get awards. I succeed when you get the jobs you're supposed to get, etc. When you develop, when you qualify, and when you move forward. At the lower levels, awards are great for reinforcing positive behavior, uh, you know, recognizing that hard work, and motivating them to continue doing what they're supposed to be doing. And we need to be really good stewards of that because when it gets watered down in this way, A, it doesn't do those things that we want it to do, and B, it's it becomes the participation trophy thing where it's not everybody just expects it. So no one's going to aspire to, to earn those awards because you're not earning them. You're just waiting your turn. 
and that can damage the motivation of everyone else and so that the the whole function of the awards process essentially goes away it's not doing anything now it's just some crap you're buying for your uniform and that's that's unfortunate that's not why we have an award system if you read the awards manual it'll give you the definition of the system and why it exists and that's not how we're using it when we do things like this it's not that it never works the right way but i mean i had similar conversations with the of the quarter awards at my last command where there was a, a huge sense of entitlement and and this ridiculous resentment and I, I had to feel so many complaints and just had these ridiculous conversations about why it was unfair that the same people were getting recognized or that they were not getting recognized like it was their turn. And, and I, I also had a conversation about being a CS at, at the CSA school, why we were recognizing non-CSs because we had general billets there. I'm like, because they're doing a better job than you are. Like, I, I don't know how else to, to explain it. They're working harder. They're doing more. They earned it. You didn't. How is this confusing? So I, I think it's important that that healthy competition is there, that we don't let it degenerate into us knifing each other in the back to get ahead, and that the healthy competition exists so that you know that when you do the right thing and when you're performing at the level you're supposed to, that you're going to get recognized, it's going to get positively reinforced, and we're going to push you ahead. And I also think it's extremely important that we equip people to be able to do those things. They need to know what the right thing is, what it looks like. You know, what what are the things I'm supposed to be doing to get recognized, to get promoted, to to earn awards, etc. Like, it can't be a secret. You know, the roadmap's got to be laid out for them so that they know what the right thing to do is. But... But yeah, I, I think it's very important that in these situations we're good stewards of the system because it has been watered down and inflation is real. And uh, and it's something that you need to be very careful with any of it. Understanding what everybody's motivators are, you need to be very careful with how we uh, utilize the award system to motivate people, to recognize people and the situations in which we do it, the criteria that we use to select the people for those awards because uh, it's designed for a specific purpose and when we use it for something other than that purpose, it gets diluted, it loses its its effectiveness and then we lose that tool and, and it negatively affects a lot more than just that one sailor. You gotta look at the context, you gotta look at how the ripple effects uh, because there's a lot of them and when we misuse it I don't think we're taking all that into account I think we think it's innocent when we make it rain awards for everybody because we just want everybody to you know feel good and that's it, it's not working the way that you think it is in this you know rainbows and unicorns universe that you're living in it, it doesn't have the effect that you think it does it has a lot of negative effects and it's just making a leader's job more difficult so yeah, that's what I got for you today. Uh, it was a little bit long because of the State of the Union piece, but uh, hey, that's fine. It's only, what, 23 minutes at this point. So I got more stuff on the way. I'm looking at a couple of different episodes that I would like to do, but if you have suggestions, some you want to hear about, I've talked to a few of you since I've gotten home, just hit me up. Let me know what you guys want to hear. Uh, I'm going to eventually teach myself how to put uh, 
little the little voting survey deals up uh, to get you guys to to vote on topics and let me know what you want to hear about. But uh, right now, just hit me up, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, or shoot me an email at don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll make it happen. Because uh, right now, I you know I'm looking at topics, but you know there's not a lot that's like getting me excited at this at this second. I need to go through uh, a couple of different books. Um, but there's been some stuff I've been reading. There's uh, some stuff I've had on the back burner for a while that I want to do. But uh, if there's something you guys are excited about or you have questions about or you're struggling with, let me know, and I'll make it happen. Uh, thanks for listening, and don't give up the ship. Yeah.